I'm going to start right off with the word. If you're welcome to follow along or you can just listen. Sometimes I like people to read to me. So this is in John 13. It's kind of lengthy. I'm going to jump around. Um, this is about Jesus washing the feet. So I'm going to just start in um, actually verse 3. It says, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothes, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the feet of his disciples and drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, Do you not realize what I'm doing? But later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, Unless I wash your wash you. You have no part with me. I'm going to jump down to 10. Jesus answered, those who have had no, who have had a bath only need to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him. And that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? asking, I don't, do you understand this? He asked. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that's what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set for you an example that you should do as I have done. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. So, a lot of people do that before Easter. I like to do stuff differently. So um, Jesus served his disciples. He's like, hey, I'm going to wash your feet. That's kind of like a lowly job, you know. Like That's like having to maybe feet back then. They didn't have cute shoes and cute sidewalks. It was, you might be walking through some stuff that you don't know. So that was kind of like the lowly job. So that's why, you know, Peter's like, no way. You are not doing this. You're amazing, God. And he's like, hey. Hey, I'm a servant here. You're going to understand. I'm going to set an example for you. You know, he he served his disciples. He was loving. He showed them this was an important moment in their life. It was a teaching moment. You know, because Jesus was a servant. He was a giver. And he knew how to love well. So he used this moment of washing feet to teach his disciples. He said, you know I'm a teacher. You know I'm your Lord. But you know what? I'm going to serve you. Because I love you. And I want to set an example. Because when you serve that shows love. So the def- so this seems like it's kind of a small act, you know, like, oh, just washing his feet. They're in, you know, just, just the 12 of them, you know, in the upstairs room. Nobody sees what's going on. Okay, you wash their feet. Oh, thank you. Can I get a massage in there maybe? I don't know. But um, it seemed really small, but it was very significant. He said, I do this, do these little things. Sometimes the little things make you significant because you think, why would God put washing feet in the Bible? Like, that doesn't seem, you know, like a very big deal. But I want to tell you, it was a very significant moment. Um, and, and significant means, like, really great, important, worthy of attention, remarkable, noteworthy. And I'm pretty sure it was noteworthy since it got into the best note that it was ever created, the Bible. So it was important. God saying, you know, I want to put this in here. I want to show you my heart. Is a servant's heart. I love you. So Jesus said, be like me. And he was significant and so are we. 
So we're going to talk about that we are significant. Even though sometimes we feel like we're not, he said we are all significant. Um, so I'm going to talk about Disney World for a minute. I haven't been there, but I'm excited because I know I'm going to get to go someday. I might push my kids down as we're running for the rides, but that's why they have Matt. We'll pick them up, whatever, you know. <laughs> I can't guarantee. There's no hope. My kids have been training to go with me. Um, so I started, like, studying Disney World, okay? Don't judge me, but if you want to, you can. Um, so I started learning all this stuff about Disney World, and I was listening. To, they have, like, if you want to work there, they have, like, these rules that I'm thinking, wow, these are, like, crazy rules um, because there everybody is a servant. Everybody. Like the CEO, down to the people that clean the bathrooms, the princesses and princes. I mean, their rule is if you see a piece of trash, everybody, you are not to pass a piece of trash. Everybody's a servant. And it even gets crazy. You can't even bend over to pick the trash up. I can't do it in these heels. But they actually teach you a cool scooping motion. You're supposed to keep walking, like go down and like pick up the trash. You're not to bend from your waist. You bend from your waist, you can lose your job. I mean, they like, we are servants. We, we represent this amazing place. We want to look good. You know, we want to set an example. And I was looking at that. I'm thinking, wow, like every person. So like there might be someone sweeping the bathroom. The CEO comes in, sees a paper towel on the floor. It is his job to clean that up too. Um, and another thing I was looking at, like their servant, they can't say, I don't know. They're not allowed to say, I don't know. They have to go to a phone and say, you know what, I'm not sure about that. I will get an answer for you. So they're taking care of the people. So if someone says, where's the best place to eat? And they're like, I don't know where the closest one is. They have to get on their phone and they have to bring it up and show the people because they have to serve. They have to meet the needs of every person that comes in there. And I thought, that's, that's really cool. But, you know, it's, everybody's just as important because they're asking everyone to serve. And, you know, everyone calls it the happiest place on earth and things like that. So they, they must be doing something right because it's growing. And, um, you know, every kid from, like, birth up wants to go there. So then I was talking to some of our young kids at our youth group. And they were all excited because they got jobs at Michigan Adventure. And they were kind of talking like, well, yeah, they said we can't have dyed hair. Like, you know, you can highlight your hair, but you can't have, you know, like different color hair. And you, you can't gauge your ears and things like that. And I'm like, I don't know why, because you could still look nice. I said, And so it made me think that, you know, you think a little place, Michigan Adventure, they probably have an idea of what they want to be. You know, they used to be Deer Park with just, you know, it was like Hesperia with a train, you know, a bunch of deer running around, you know, with a train going around it, you know. But what they did is they had a vision, and they began to follow these examples, you know. To them, Disney's probably like, wow, that's a great example. That's what we want. You know, we want to look good. So they started setting a standard that we need to look good, we need to serve, and they start implementing those things where you're supposed to pick up trash and you're doing these things because they looked at something that um, had significance, Everybody knows about it. You know, you go anywhere in the world, any country, you like go into the jungle and you'll be like, Disney World? They're like, yes, I get that, you know, because it's been known everywhere. It's very significant now. Um, so I was looking at that, like how that was an example for just something little in our, our state. But God, Jesus said, I'm the example for you. You know, if I serve, you should serve. Um, because they wanted to serve well. And so do we. Significance is not this, you know, we think, oh, that's really, it's not just importance. It's, kind, it's not, 
It's not placing people on this pedestal like, oh, they're, you know, real important, and we get to rally around them and build this, like, empire around them, you know? It's not like, you know, do you know who I am, you know, and, and I'm so important. That's not how you get significance. Jesus, if you look, you know, nobody really knew him for, like, 30 years, you know? They talked about his birth. One time, he got lost. Well, his parents got lost. And then, you know, and then, wow, 30 years later, boom, and then you're hearing about him. And he started serving, serving, serving. He became significant because he just started meeting the needs, loving people, and serving them. And he became, you know, he became very important, not through going around and be like, you better listen to this message. This is amazing. I got a word from you from my dad. They're all like, no. He served them. He took care of them. He met with them where they were. Um, so it, significance doesn't come through fame. It, it definitely comes through serving, doing little actions that become remarkable and important and noteworthy. You know, I know like little things in my life. I, I just, I still remember like um, one of the most amazing things I, when, my, when I was three, I remember this point where like, you know, we had nine kids, so if you thought, you, you, we made money, but when you have nine kids, it's gone. So we didn't really have a lot of treats and stuff. And my brother was coming back from the military. I remember um, we were waiting in the airport terminal, and my, older, my other older brother, I have four older brothers, so um, we're waiting there, we're waiting, and we're getting tired, and I'm just looking at this candy counter there. And my brother comes, and he buys me a little pack of chiclet gums, you know, and there's like, they're so cute. And I just remember like how, you know, I was just antsy and tight and I really wanted that. And my mom wouldn't get in and my, one of my brothers just went and they, they took care of me and, and got that for me. And I still remember that's like one of my favorite memories is I remember like, I'm going to eat all this gum. I wait here. And I did. I saved one piece for my brother that was getting off the plane, but it was, it was just, you know, those little things where, you know, they met a need. I really wanted that. I really, you know, something that meant a lot to me how those little things become important, and now it's like a memory that has stuck with me. Um, We all have an important role, and we can't just wait for those spotlight amazing moments. Um, What I mean by that is sometimes, like I always tell Matt, we, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Danny Silk, but he is awesome. Like, if anybody is amazing at relationships, like, he has just took, God's word and learn how to be relational. And I'm always telling Matt, he is like so amazing. I'm like, he's just so better than me. And Matt's like, he's just been doing it longer. And you think, you know, they're they're writing books and they're so important and they're like in the spotlight and they're just amazing. And and we can't just wait for those spotlight moments to kind of like somebody does all the work and then we're just like, hey, I'm going to stand next to you so the light will kind of shine on me. And because that doesn't make us significant, just kind of, you know, jumping in here, singing a song and being famous or whatever it is. When we serve God and we begin to serve people, we come into those spotlight moments. It's not always instantaneous, but that those noteworthy, important, becoming more and more significant comes through as you serve and serve. Um, it's kind of like when someone's talking about you and praising gifts God has in you. It feels good. How many? I like it when someone says nice stuff about me or they notice something. Like when I got home, I made a point. Like everything 
we were gone for the Spice Conference for two days. And when I got home, I thought I was looking for things that I could just praise my family for that they had done for me while I was gone. I was like, you potted that plant for me. Thank you so much. You know what I mean? Because it feels good when someone recognizes what you did, that you served. You You don't serve to get the recognition, but it always feels really good to have, you know, someone recognize that, that, you know, you do have that servant's heart. And, um, and we, went to the, we went to the Spice Conference, and there's all these women. And what God said to me there, and he said, I see you in that small town. And by the end of the day, it wasn't a small town. I said, we don't live in a small town. We don't live in um, a petite town. We are in a preemie town because <laughs> someone comes up to me, I live in a small town too. We have 13,000 people. I said, Oh, we have 942 inside our city limits. <laughs> so I said, we're not small. We're, you know, we're, we're not even petite. We're a preemie town, which is amazing because preemies are like the cutest thing you've ever seen. So, um, but it was really cool because out of all this big, you know, people are coming from all over. And what God did, he said, I recognize what you guys have been doing in this town and he called us out by name and just said, you know, we're welcome to have you guys. We love you guys. You guys are amazing, doing amazing things in a small area. And I thought, you know what, God, thank you. Thank you. You know, I'm following your example. And now you are just, you are showing significance in me through what, we, what I've done for you. So that was really, it just feels good because we are really born significant to, to God, every single one of us. Even the people you don't like. I know we're not supposed to say that, but we all have people we don't like. We love them, but we don't like them at times. But they are, they're just as significant as, as me or you. The person that drives you crazy is just as significant as the person that makes you feel good. And if you're a mom, every one of us has had one of those little people that drive you crazy. <laughs> you know, because but we are born significant to God. He placed a purpose and a destiny inside of us. You know, to understand how important we are to God, we have to know why He created us, which is to love us. He created us to love and to know His heart. You know, and then He created Adam and Eve and and more people. And He said, you know what, I love you and I want you to love me and have a relationship and I want you to go out and learn how to love each other. You know, live your life well. It's kind of like if you, He said, if we don't understand how that we're significant, if we don't understand how to use what he has given us, it's kind of like a tool is not really useful if you don't know how to use it. Like uh, a few months ago we had a, some guys over and they were helping us fix the car and they kept telling me things when I would walk out there. We did this and this and I'm like, I don't care because I don't know how to use any of these tools. you know. So to me, you could give me every tool for that and I would be like, Tunk, tunk, tunk. I know it still doesn't work, you know, because I don't know how to, you know. But that's the same with God. He's saying, I already placed that significance in you. As you begin to serve and learn how to use the things I've placed into you, then it will be beneficial. Don't tunk everything. You know, tunking doesn't work. Neither does kicking. It just hurts your feet. You know, shaking stuff, you know. It's just, you got to know how to use it. Um, I'm going to... Quick open back up to verse 3. I'm going to read it again. Um, it says, Jesus knew that the Father had put all things un- 
where were, let me start again. Jesus knew that, that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. You know, Jesus came from his Father with a purpose. Even though washing feet didn't look that important, it was an amazing window. What God was saying is, let me get a snapshot for these people to see my heart. God was saying, this moment... I am showing you who I am. God was saying, I'm not all-powerful. I am the almighty powerful. Yes, He is. But He's saying, let me show you not what's just in the front. Let me show you what's in the heart of God. That I'm a servant and I love you. So when He washed the feet, He's saying, that is, I am a loving God. I'm not here to punish you. If I wanted to punish you, I'd let you die for your own sins. But see, I got this awesome son. His name's Jesus. I'm going to send him down. He's going to pay for your sins. Because, you know, as parents or anything, we know we'd lay our life down for our kids. And God's like, I love you guys so much. Here's a little heart. You know what? Even though you could wash your own feet, you are able-bodied. You know, my husband all the time, my little, my little girl, Lana, she's eight. And, and she, she'll come up, hey, Dad. She'll take her socks off, put her foot up there. You rub my feet. You know, and he does. Not that she can't rub her own feet, you know, and, and she's able-bodied, but, she, you know, it's kind of like, no, I want to serve my kids. I want to love them, which Matt learned from his dad. I always tell people that Matt's dad is the most amazing, compassionate. He taught how to nurture his kids, and that is amazing. That's what Father God does to us. He's saying, here's this window. I want to take care of you. I want to meet those little needs, not just the big needs. I already got the big need. Jesus is dying on the cross. He's paying for your sins. That's done. Now all you get to do is continually meet the little daily needs. Our significance is in, in Him, in God, in our purpose, in our destiny. He's got our covered. We don't need to make ourselves important. Usually when I try to be important, I do things like when I was in high school, we had, I worked at this like boardwalk. And of course, what's the most important thing when you're in high school and you're a girl? Nobody knows. No? Boys. Um, and, you know, I'm trying to be all important. I got to look good. Let me get my walk on. Okay? So I'm trying to look important, and I'm like, you know, I got a bikini top on and my shorts, you know, because we're on a boardwalk. It's okay. You know? So I'm walking, and I work there, too. So I see these people every day. I'm like, oh, these guys are so good looking. You know, I'm important. I'm, just, I'm like, I work here. I'm important. Well, I go up to them, and they wave, and I'm like, oh. So I go to go, I fall down off the boardwalk into the grass. Not only that, I sprained my ankle, and then I try to be, like, cool and important. So I get back up, holding onto the railing. I'm like, what's up? So, and I had to work all summer, well, four weeks with crutches every day, passing those kids. I'm pretty sure that's a significant moment in their life, remember? Remember that crazy girl? Um, but I don't need to make myself important, you know? Like, and I'm trying to be important to, you know, look like I'm this cool, suave girl. To, and then I'm like, but then God brings me, like, somebody amazing. And the first time Matt saw me, <laughs> I would have probably never chose me. I was playing volleyball. I was ranked because we played, like, four games in a row. I had, like, fallen, so I had a bruise from my hip to my knee. It was just crazy. I was, like, pouring a sweat, and I met him, and I'm like, hey. We talked a little bit, and my friend goes, 
who's that guy you're talking to? I said, that guy's going to be my husband. So it worked out, so it's a good story. Um, but we don't need to make ourselves important. I'm trying to be cool and, like, look at me. I'm, I'm you know, this, this cool girl that has a job here, and I'm, I got a car, and I got all this, and I fall and make a fool of myself. But when God says, no, you're just significant who you are. You don't, have to, you don't even have to paint the barn, as I say, you know. You don't got to do that. I'll bring you something that's amazing. You know, when we discover how beautiful you are to him, who he created you to be with all your strengths, your gifts, your abilities he placed in you, you know, all you want to do is give it away and serve others. You ever feel like when you're like really good at something, you just want to help people. Like in the preschool, we just, I work in the preschool across the hall, and you know, when they're just so cute, I may or may not have favorites. I will not admit to that. You know, but there are certain ones, they're just so cute. And you just, you know, like, they're struggling tying your shoes. And you're just like, I want to help you. I'm going to do that. And, you know, now I've started this thing where, like, I pick them up and hug them and, and like, swing them. And, you know, it's important to them. And it's because I know who I am. I like to feel love. So I'm going to just give that away. You know, I like it when people, you know, give me attention, and so I'm going to do that for them. Because when you know what God has placed into you, all you want to do is give it away. You know, I used to never be a toucher. I was like, if you touch me, I may or may not punch you in the face. Do not hug me. At church, Matt was my buffer. We used to go to church, and they used to be like, hey, give someone a hug, and turn to you. And I was like, those of you that don't know, I'm not real good at welcome with that but and I was always like Matt get next to me because if that guy hugs me he may I'm gonna push and run push and run so Matt would be walking around like hi this is it's my wife back there it's okay it's okay buffering me to make sure but then God started showing me who he was he started showing me the gifts he put in me and the strengths he put in me and the more I got to see his heart and and how much he served me I began to be like so then he put someone in my life that forced me to hug them all the time. I love her. And so I learned, I'm like, people need that. You know, even if they have the hard exterior, I can carry my own luggage, you know. (laughs) Um, They need, we need to see the heart of God, and that is just love. He loves us. That's basically why we're created. Created to have relationship, to love. You know, we just want to give it away. You know, one of my favorite giftings and abilities I have is hospitality. I love to feed people. And when you come to my house, I'm like, have a cookie, have this. You know, I'm like, eat, you have to eat. You know, have a pillow. Here's a thousand blankets. I keep like a thousand blankets like in my house because I'm like, if you're coming over to watch a movie, you need a pillow, you need a blanket, you need food because it just feels good when you're in that. You know, when you're like, this is my gifting, I can go. Like, you know, my gifting is not singing, but I do give that away. So so if I see you doing this, it's okay. Little kids don't know that's why God placed me in a preschool because they think everything is beautiful. So, But when you have things and it's just inside of you, it's like, wow, I'm just really good at this, you know? I'm just, I just want to show everyone, you know, it's like I want to teach everyone how to do this. I want to, you know what I mean? It's, it's just so amazing. You know, Jesus was, was God in the flesh, and he knew and he understood how important he was saying, hey, I'm going back to my father. I got something to do. I'm going to do it. And I'm going back. He knew how important each person was. And he loved them. And he served them. And he poured into them. And he trained them. And he taught them. And they would go out and be 
do everything wrong. And he's like, it's okay, you did it wrong, but we're going to go back and do it again. And he'd train them, and he'd teach them, and he would love them. And he just kept doing that. He was God in the flesh, and God's saying, I didn't come here to punish you. I came here to restore that relationship, to serve you, to love you, and I want you to serve me, to love me. You know, he sent his son as a servant. You know, I just keep thinking, Jesus washed nasty feet. I have been so many places where it's like, well, I'm the leader here. I'm not putting up chairs. I'm not doing this. You know, and I look at him thinking, nothing is below me and nothing is above me because God can use any part that I serve in to be significant. Every day we have to walk down the hall to use the bathroom, and I have all these cute little kids come behind me, look like a little mama duck. They're so adorable. Um, once you're around little kids like that, like you never want to leave because they just, everything about you is just perfect, and you're like, this is nice. They love me. So we go down there, and so since the beginning of the year, every time we go into the bathroom, if there's paper towels, when we get in there, I say, everybody needs to clean up. We want to make this look good. So now it's, it's just natural. They will see a piece of paper and they just scoop and walk, you know, because, and, and if, if something else is dirty, they just go and take care of it because, you know what, they have learned that servant's heart to go, we want it to be nice for the next person. They want to take care of where they are. And that's, you know, so we think of the nasty feet or the picking up the trash in the bathroom, you know, but it makes it amazing for the next person. It becomes a servant's heart, and it is contagious. The more, and so he's saying, hey, I washed your feet. Now you go out and you do. He wasn't just saying, just go out and wash their feet. He's saying, do everything I have shown you in the last three years. Feed people, take care of people, sit with people, mourn when people when they're mourning, rejoice when people when they're rejoice, rejoicing, give them wise counsel, take care of their physical needs, take care of their emotional needs, Cut away the standards that the world has put and live to my standards. Don't tell people, well, you're this and you're that. You're a woman. You can't be here. You know, you were raised in this family. You can't ever rise above that. Jesus is saying, you know what? Do what I did. I went with tax collectors. I went. I spent time with women. That was like the most, really, everyone's like, tax collectors. Do you know that was the most taboo thing that he probably did? Because really, women were property. And he said, oh, no, they're not. They are mine, and I love them, and they're going to do amazing things. He didn't, washing feet was just one thing, but he's saying, "Be I'm your example, do what I do, serve. You're going to love it. When you see people's face, when you meet their need, it's just amazing. When you see that you gave them wise counsel from God's word, and you just see the chains begin to break off of them, you're just running around looking for someone else. You're like, can I pray for you? Can I pray for you? You know, what can I do for you? I'm going to buy you a book. I want to do that. You know what I mean? You just do. It, it's amazing because you just want more. Serving doesn't always look like the fun upfront thing. You know, sometimes we see, you know, oh, that, look, that would be cool if I could be this or I could do that, you know. It doesn't always look like, you know, maybe the worship. You know, some people, when we, were, when we worked in a big youth group, all the kids wanted to be, you know, up there worshiping and singing, which is awesome. You know, it's a great gift, but they don't realize how much work goes in that, how much time you have to do, and, you know, usually very creative people they are really hard to wrangle in it is like herding cats it's okay because that's the way god made them so they can be out you know because their creativity is just 
You know, so there's work behind it, but everyone thinks, yeah, I like that spotlight. It doesn't always look like that. It's not always the outward things. Cleaning the bathrooms, changing the diapers, doing the dishes, putting away chairs. It just feels good because you're doing it for others. Like even here in this small little room, it's just neat. I've just seen people just begin to come earlier and earlier and just help do things, set up chairs, you know, you know, set up the table, you know, because we got to take everything up and put everything away. And, and it's not like, hey, I need you to be here. You have to be here. You have to set up this many chairs. No, they just do it because it just it feels good to be part of something, begin to serve and take care of people. Jesus, just for three years, he just served people. And it empowered him into his purpose. He loved on us so much. You know, he fell in love with us. He was able to complete his purpose and pay our debt. He just served and served and served. He took care of us. He paid our debt. He's like, you know, I just love you guys. Something I heard over the weekend, and they said, Jesus didn't see us when he came and said, I will die for you. He didn't see us with our sin. He saw us on the other side of that. He saw what we were, what God created us. He saw significance in us after the sin was lifted. He saw what his action would do. Because, you know what, if you saw the horribleness that is sometimes in us or in our hearts or our thoughts, would you give your life for for that? No, he said, you know what, I don't need that. I'm taking that out, and I see the amazing, powerful significant people that God created the human race to be. His serving made him significant. It made him important. We can name drops. We can rub elbows with important people. We can build that little empire around us, telling, you know, having people tell us how important we are. But without the servant's heart, we lose why we were created, and we devalue our influence. We don't really have the influence that, that we would have when we, you take care of somebody, they remember that. If you just talk about taking care of somebody, it's not that big of a deal. But when you do something for someone, they remember, wow, they were there for me. They met that need. We are significant because He made us significant. God chose each of us to be an important piece of like this elaborate puzzle. And our serving presses us forward to our purpose which he created us in a destiny that will change our lives and restore our souls and we will begin to move out and restore each other we are so significant you know a lot of times we don't we want to have that humble no i'm not that important you know yes i am have you seen all this? That's what I say now. You know, I used to be, did you guys know I, was used, to, I used to be really shy and I couldn't, I couldn't, me, I couldn't, you know, stand any attention. You know, you guys are probably like, what? You know, like seriously, you couldn't even take my picture. I would cry. I would like be punching my mom if you even tried to take a picture when I was little. I couldn't speak. I couldn't talk. I couldn't be around people. My mom thought I was a weirdo because I would just, I never had friends. I would play by myself, you know. Nothing. And then things started stirring in me, you know. And then I just started getting, you know, even before I knew the Lord. I went to church, but I didn't know Him. And then it was like, whew. And, you know, and then, you know, then the devil kept lying to me, saying, well, you're not that important. You're just, you know, the youngest. You're the baby of the baby of the baby, you know. 
And I'm like, you know, so I started thinking, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm never going to look like this, you know. I'm never going to be that size 2 model, which I'm never going to be. It's okay. You know, I'm never going to be quiet. You know, I remember when we started getting into ministry, and I'd have pastors be like, we want, we want you to be more like your husband. And I started thinking, something's wrong with me. Oh, my gosh, I can't shut my mouth. You know, like, I just, like, God, like, set me through to, like, preach. Like, and those of you that work with me, no, like, if I get, like, five minutes, we're going to talk about the things of God, and we're going to preach God's word, and we're going to go out, and, like, I may or may not, you know, talk to little kids about whatever. But it's just amazing. But for so long, it's like we we don't think we're significant because we think that's prideful, but it's not. God said, no, I made you that way. You all have such amazing gifts. Every single person, even the people that have, their lives went way over, you know, and they, you know, into bad or junk and stuff like that. God said, no, they're still significant. They are still important to what I planned. We are so significant.